everyone being here and trying to, uh, I know it's always a challenge trying to keep up with Google, but it's really important. Um, and as you know, um, we put this out there that 86% of consumers use Google Maps to search local stores and look for nearby businesses. Now, is your listing accurate? We're going to make sure that it is today and teach you hands-on how to shape up your Google listings so you can be found much more easily. And I would love to welcome Mark Collins, who is a global expert on local SEO, um, much in-demand speaker and advisor, has helped out hundreds of businesses in the area and is um, very much sought after. Um, my name is Suzanne McDonald, and I am the founder of Newport Interactive Marketing Networking Learning Community. We put on monthly, well, except for November, December, but monthly, even through the pandemic, we've been gathering online with experts like Mark to really showcase um, digital technologies, marketing, all these different tools that are out there that will make your business more effective with your marketing and be more successful. So I will uh, just mention that if you have questions, feel free to break in. Um, we're a small group, which is great, which is exactly what we wanted because we want everyone to walk away with their Google listings completed, updated. They feel comfortable to having, you know, going in, making changes to hours and things like that. And of course, we're always available for questions after um, you have our emails that went out in the email this morning. And um, welcome, everyone. Mark, you want to take it away? Yes, thank you. Uh Hi, the name is Mark Collins. The company is onweblocal.com. As Suzanne said, I specialize not just in SEO, but in what we call local SEO. And I like to call, SEO is called search engine optimization. I like to call it Google search optimization because it just gives you a better feel for the fact that you're searching in Google. You, you know, nine out, of nine out of 10 people use Google and not Bing or any other uh, DuckDuckGo or any other uh, website. So Google remains, you know, uh, the dominating force in, in uh, internet search. Beyond that, businesses are allowed to have a Google My Business page or Google My Business listing. And uh, uh, I'm going to jump right into the how to set it up and optimize it presentation. So first slide, um, by the way, I'm not going to pay much attention to the chat because I can't see that right now on a full screen. So what we'll okay, do is I can help with that. We'll deal with that if you don't mind after. Uh, but let me jump in. Uh, the first thing you need to know about Google My Business is that uh, having a complete Google My Business page really helps you because it's a brand profile. So even if you're a national company, uh, you know you should have one of these up because people are going to Google your company name. So when they Google your company name, uh, you know the, the Google My Business page is basically going to show up as you can see on the right side of the page prominently. So if you Google my uh, business, this is what comes up. You get to see a whole right side, full right side pane preview of the business. And on that, uh, you can, uh, there's a lot of things that you can add. Let me just show you real quick. So when you Google a business, you get the whole right side here. So you've got a business name, you've got a logo, you've got photos, you've got your name and address, you've got your reviews, you've got a description. And what's really important down here are posts. When you post to Google, your posts, the last two posts that you put up show. So why I am showing you this is that it's a huge opportunity to remarket to your following or to market to people that newly discover you. So, so Google's adding Google posts. I'm gonna cover that at the end of the presentation. There's just been a real powerful marketing tool similar to you posting, posting to Facebook. You can speak to your flock, talk to your following as well as land new people uh, that haven't found you before. Uh, getting back to uh, Google My Business, uh, it's your number one brand profile. Google My Business pages get their own traffic. If someone types local SEO and they see my page, they're going to see my Google, my business listing at the top of the page. And then the website will be down below. Uh, but sometimes you'll rank for a keyword phrase 
the Google page will show up and your website won't even show up. So you need to know that uh, a Google My Business page is like a separate website. It needs your full attention. And really, if you're in local and you're trying to do business locally in a local area, your Google My Business and your website are both going to get you business. So it's that important. Uh, Google My Business now allows conversion to action. You can put apps in there and people can schedule appointments right through the Google page now and a few other things that I'm going to cover. Uh, completeness, this is a big sin. I see a lot of Google pages that are not complete. They don't have a logo. They don't have a picture of the business. Uh, they don't have the right hours, et cetera. You've got to complete your profile. Make sure every box is checked. If you don't complete your profile, if it's 80% complete and your competition, their profile is 100% complete, they're going to outrank you. So you've got to, you've got to make sure you fill in all the boxes. Uh, another great statistic, 46% of all Google searchers are looking for local information. So almost half, half of Google search intent is actually local and not global or national. And finally, Google My Business generates a clickless conversion. And that can be in the sense that uh, they may Google your business. They may see your Google page and just dial your phone number. Uh, or uh, they may take action right on the Google page and never even visit your website. So clickless means they're not even converting through your website, they're converting through the Google page. Uh, and uh, again, uh, more, you know, your Google page is basically, I'd say almost more important than the website in the fact that it is so prominent when they Google your business name. Uh, and they're gonna find your Google page by keyword queries. So they're gonna Google products and services in your area and find you uh, as well as just Googling your name. Now, here's one interesting fact. Everybody gets a little bit of free page one action. So if you put up a Google My Business page, you're gonna get in this geo grid, this is, these are page one, number one hits. So everybody within a certain quarter mile, half mile, one mile, two mile, depending on the size of the city and the population density of the city, everyone's gonna get some page one action with their Google page. So in Google Maps, this person, maybe a half a mile away is gonna drop from number one to number six. Out here, they're gonna drop to number 10. And over here, maybe four miles, you're not gonna see them at all. The more work you do on your Google page and your website, you can expand this footprint. So the cool thing is everybody gets a little bit of page one action, but if you get a lot of Google reviews, you do a lot of Google posting, you have a fully optimized website, uh, you're, gonna get, you're gonna get a bigger section of your city for the visibility of your Google page. And again, this is what I'm talking about. So when you do a keyword search, I put, I've got, I've got locations in, in Mass and Rhode Island. If you put SEO Fall River, um, I come up number one. Uh, this is called the three pack map at the top of the page. So for every Google search, there's gonna be three hits at the top for the map and then 10 more results below that, as well as ads. But as you can see, being at the very top of the page, number one, is obviously the best thing that can happen to you. Uh, okay, now let's get into this. Where do you log in? If you wanna follow along, just go to google.com slash business, log in with the right Gmail that controls the page. You must have a Gmail. About five years ago, Google stopped letting you log in with any other email except the Gmail account to force everyone to get a Gmail. If you don't know which Gmail controls your page, get anyone's Gmail, hopefully your own, or a G Suite account. G Suite means if your company is uh, acme.com and your email is sally at acme.com, if sally at acme.com is hosted in G Suite as a Gmail, you can use it because it's a Gmail if it's in G Suite. Once you get in, Log in, click manage. Now, if your Gmail does not control the page, then you won't see the dashboard. 
you'll have to click in the box here, type in the business name, you'll see it auto-populate. And then it'll tell you, this profile's already been claimed by who? And then if you look, it'll reveal partially whose email controls it. So let me give you a real life example. I dealt with a, a propane company. They've got like 12 people in the office. Nobody knew whose Gmail controlled it. As soon as we did this little search that I just showed you, you know, they recognized the email and it was for someone that was out on sick leave or something. And they were able to get, get in using his Gmail. So it'll basically reveal, give you a hint. If you don't recognize the email, and it's, it's a mystery, you can request access. Just click the request access button on the next screen. Fill out a short form, form, identify yourself. And then if there's no response within three days, you'll have the right when you log in on the fourth day to claim the page by either a phone call or a Google postcard in the mail. So I'm gonna give you at the end of this, a link to the presentation so you can have this uh, forever as your guide. Uh, now, once we're over that hurdle and you get in, this is your Google My Business dashboard. So when you log into google.com slash business with the right Gmail, you'll see this. And basically the left column gives you all kinds of options. And the right side is obviously the fields that you fill in. Uh, number one, business name, address. In the world of local SEO, your NAPW, which is called your name address profile with website link is hugely important. It's very important that you get this right. So a lot of folks uh, uh, don't use the right address. If you have a suite number or a unit number, make sure you put that in. Uh, make sure the business name is exactly correct. Uh, make sure you got the right zip code, et cetera. But this needs to be perfect because you can publish this information on other websites and they all need to line up perfectly. But let me give you some, uh, website obviously goes in. Let me give you some tips. Here's things that are people that are, here's things that- Oh, Mark, can I just, can we pause real quick? That yep. um, whatever address and phone number you're using, you want to make sure that it matches your website. I don't know if you mentioned that. That's coming um, up. That's oh, coming okay, up. good. All right. Yep. Awesome. Let Thank me show you. you. So the next thing is, okay, I'm way ahead of myself. Oh no, don't just, just wait. You don't have to talk about it right now. Just go back. No, no, to it's the next slide. I just oh, okay. Went. Sorry. I mean, yeah, mess you up. Okay. Here's the thing you shouldn't do. If your company is Acme Liquors um, and you're trying to sell wine, if you put Acme Liquors and wine, if and wine is not your actual business name, you can get suspended for that. Uh, a lot of people have figured out that the, the name is the, mo the most powerful SEO signal in local search is the business name. So people started trying to game the system and they started adding more words to their name. But if it's not your actual name, a competitor can report you and you can get suspended. Uh, the other thing is you shouldn't add town or city names uh, unless, again, it matches the website. So your business name must match the website and be your real business name. Um, I did have a coffee company that franchised and it really helps if you can put cafe uh, Newport or cafe North Kingstown in the name. So they're franchising, they're actually making the company call themselves Acme Coffee Newport. So it helps their SEO. So what we're doing is we're flipping it around and we're actually naming the franchises the franchise name plus the actual city name, and that's completely legit and legal, and it's really going to help them. Uh, so uh, the other thing is phone numbers. I've had people use the same phone number for two different businesses and get suspended. You must have a unique phone number. Google needs to be able to differentiate your business from other businesses. Uh, word of advice on that, Google Voice will give you a free phone number. You can set up a free phone number with Google Voice and just have it forward to your existing number and you'll be all set. I just did that yesterday. We had four financial planners in one office and 
they had three different Google pages with the same phone number. So yesterday we made three different Google voice numbers and we fixed all three of those listings. And that's gonna get the fourth listing unsuspended. So fill in your hours, obviously. If you are not retail, always put 24 hours because you just always wanna look like you're open. Attributes are a new thing they've added. Attributes are things like woman-led, veteran-led, and they also have all the other health and safety COVID attributes in there now. Description, this is not SEO active, which means if you stuff this with keywords, it doesn't matter. Google's not gonna rank you any better if it has keywords in it. What this should do is tell people who you are and what you do. So your description is just 650 characters to give people a quick idea of what you do. Because when we look at the Google page, it's one of the more prominent areas that displays on the right side of the page. This is huge. This is the, the most exciting part. The three most exciting things right now in Google My Business are services, products, and posts. This is huge. Adding specific services to Google is something new. It's been around for about a year and a half, but it can help you rank. So if your profile allows you to add services, make sure you fill them in. And you can fill in a title, a description. You can even put a price if you want. And you can also put a website link to land them on the page that talks about it. But this is really going to help your SEO especially if uh, your Google category doesn't match uh, what you do. So very important and um, it will generate uh, SEO. The services tab, right here in the middle, you can see a tab show up in mobile. Now, Google has not rolled out service visibility in desktop yet, but they have rolled it out in mobile. So if you fill it in, you're not gonna see it in desktop, but, but you and everybody else will see it in mobile. And more than half the searches are in mobile anyway. So uh, hopefully they're gonna roll it out to, uh, you know, to everyone soon. Products, now there is no way to automatically synchronize your products to Google. There's nobody's developed any software, there's no app yet. So if you've got 400 products, do not add them to your Google page because you'll have to maintain your Google page for the rest of your life. What you want to put here is your five or 10 best-selling products and add them to the site. You have a full section where you can add a picture, a title, a full description, a price, and a link to order online. So that's what I was talking about earlier. Now people can just find you in Google, Look at your Google page and they can order a product online directly to make it quick and easy. Products show in mobile as their own tab. And in some verticals, they are now showing up in desktop search in some verticals. So out of 1,200 category names in retail, they probably rolled it out to 100 right now. So Google's really slow in how they roll this out. But, but, but definitely fill them in if you're a product business because you'll get the mobile activity. Uh, now, Suzanne talked earlier about photos. Photos are hugely important. Photos tell a story. They're prominent. The first thing they see under your business name in a search to find you is your photos. My photos have words on them. Communicate to people. Tell them what you do. So if you look at my photos, it gives a very clear idea right away of who I am and what I do. Uh, Google reads the text in the photos for SEO. This is, thing, this is something we've figured out in beta testing. So having keywords burned right into your photo is, is helpful for your SEO. Uh, people wanna get a feel. If you're a restaurant, you wanna have pictures of the food, want to have pictures of the inside. People want to look into your building before they enter it. They want to know what they're stepping into. So make sure if you're retail, especially to add as many photos as you can to tell the story of your business. Mark, uh, what can I just is, ask a quick question? Yep. What about um, naming the files of the 
you know, the actual photo file name, should that be optimized as well? Should that have keywords in it? That's this slide. Yep. The next oh, slide great. is, Sorry. is um, if you look at my slide, my logo says, so I took the logo was, you know, on web logo.jpg, right? I changed it to local SEO agency, Providence RI, Fall River MA. That's my .jpg. That's my file name now. So if you look at these, I have used the keywords. So you would put, you know, Newport, you would put, uh, let's say, uh, you know, uh, Indian restaurant, Newport RI, 02840, you know, is what you would put. Uh, if you'll notice, I did put the zip code in a couple of them. Uh, one out of six people or one out of seven people will search by zip code. So I always put restaurant Newport, but some people will put restaurant 02840. So make sure you add the zip code to a few of these and make sure you put the product or service keywords in the file names. And that goes for the product pictures and the service pictures also. So it helps. Google's reading the file name. What if you don't have a retail location? There are companies that do in-home services only. I have an appliance repair company right now and he doesn't really have an office. So we had to define a service area for him. So in Google My Business, you would wanna fill in your service area. And this one would be, uh, they would fill in, let's say Cranston, this guy services like four or five towns. So we put Cranston, Warwick, you know, Coventry, you know, East Greenwich, uh, et cetera. And we filled that in. And it just gives people a rough idea of, of where you, an exact idea of where you service. Uh, so you can basically build a Google My Business page with no address and just fill in a service area. If you do that, one thing we've learned is unfortunately, defining the service area only helps you because people can see the towns you listed. It doesn't help your SEO. But if you put the words on your website, if you build a service area page, call it appliance repair service area, and you put, we do washer, dryer, dishwasher, hot water heater, blah, 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 repairs in Warwick RI 02886, 02888, 02889, Cranston RI 02910, 02920, et cetera. If you build a service area page, explain the services you offer and put the town names and zip codes on it, you will get some ranking in those towns. All of my service area companies, we build a service area page for every one of them. And we list every single town, city and zip code that they service on their website. And that really helps. Uh, you can now add third-party apps like text messaging. When you log into Google, just click right here, click on messaging. It'll ask you to go to Google Play on your phone. You add the Google My Business app. And from now on, when people land on a Google page, they can message you and it goes right to your phone as a text message. Pretty awesome. Uh, can really make the difference between you getting a deal or not. Uh, appointment scheduling, this is a good example. If you're in like yoga or hair salon, all these companies have built third-party apps. You go in, if you are a hairdresser or a yoga studio, you'll see this automatically for bookings. So you only see the bookings tab if Google has set this up, let's say. So this only shows up if you are a hair salon or yoga studio. As soon as it does, you can then sign up with Full Slate and then they'll just send you an email to hook it up and make it work. So it's really nice. Uh, if you're a restaurant, you can put full menus in now. Now, the final piece, Google Post. Like I said before, top, this is huge. It allows you to market to people that have never found you. It allows you to remarket to people that Google your name and it helps your SEO. So uh, basically uh, it also helps Google 
figure out relevancy. So what you're saying in your post titles and your post text is getting read by Google's brain and it's helping them figure out who you are and what you do. So talk about your services and talk about your products when you do a post and it will help you. And like I said before, these posts display prominently when they Google your business name, they're right there. It's right in their face. Uh, it's an SEO factor. Let's talk quickly about SEO. Why would your page be in number one, two, or three at the top of the page? There's a lot of factors that go into deciding how high you rank on the page, but uh, Google post activity will help that a bit. The most powerful factor actually is reviews. So if your business has three reviews and your competition has a hundred, they're gonna outrank you in most cases. Uh, so make sure you gather reviews. When you gather reviews, make sure you ask the person to mention the product or service received because the wording that they use in their review helps you rank for that keyword term. So when you ask for a review, you can say, hey, you know, you got local SEO from me. Could you please say, you know, uh, OnWeb Local provided excellent local SEO services. And a lot of times the client will do that for you. Uh, so that really helps. Another factor. Stats and reporting are built in. This is huge. When you log in, just click on insights. You'll get to see the hits and views you got in desktop, which is at the top. And then in the middle here, you'll see the combination of desktop and map views. So maps are basically mobile. People on a mobile device are in maps, basically, in terms of reporting. Uh, you'll get to see all your hits and views. And below that, you will see actions, which is real world actions by consumers. You'll get to see how many clicks and how many views you've gotten on your, on your page. Uh, you, you can also look at the keywords that people are using. So you'll get to see what people are actually typing to find you, which is fantastic feedback. And then again, you'll get to see real world actions. So this is real conversion, real phone calls, real click throughs to your site. One thing you need to know about this, it does not record desktop phone calls. So it's only recording people that click the call button on the Google page but a lot of people just dial you, it doesn't pick those up. And visit to your website, it'll pick up click-throughs. But again, if someone finds your Google and then separately goes to your site, it doesn't record it. But it's a great handle on what's going on with your local search activity. And finally, you do get the photo view stats. You'll get to see, it's just amazing. The more photos you add, the more views you get. And there was a study done, uh, Google pages with 100 or more photos got like eight times more activity in SEO. So a lot of photos with a lot of keyword names will help you rank better in Google search. So that is pretty much the, uh, the whole setup uh, presentation. And <clears throat> if you just write this down, bit.ly, bit.ly slash set up your GMB set up your GMB, you can see this whole presentation. Well, let's roll to questions because that's the more important part of these uh, meetings is answering real world questions and solving real world problems for you folks. Let me see if I can stop it. I'm not gonna stop, oh, there's the chat. I'm not gonna stop the chat. Okay, the chat is up, but go ahead, go ahead, Missy. Uh, I just had one question you just remarked about photographs. And at one point, I recall I had a Google phone, um, which was really easy to, to upload photos and actually video to. And now I have an iPhone and there doesn't seem to be an easy way to upload video. Um, what I was finding is video, even beyond photography, gets amazing amounts of hits. So it seems that any company if they just did a snippet video, it gets a lot of traction. So I just wondered what, what you felt about video. I have good news and bad news. Good news, you can do video. It's fantastic. It's highly recommended. Bad 
bad news, they severely limit the length of the video and the file size. So what you unfortunately you're gonna to have to do is probably take that video and chop it down and make it short. You can Google, um, Google my business video length and file size, and then Google that and Google, and it will tell you it can only be a certain length and a certain file size. So what I do is I make little slides. I use a, a software called Animoto, and you can also use Microsoft PowerPoint actually and save it as an MP4, but you can make a little short video and, and you know, put up a few slideshows, or if you wanna talk, just make sure it's really short and shrink the file size. So it's a little bit of extra work, but if you Google it, you'll have the stats, you'll be able to figure it out. I have a question, a, a quick question. How many photos can you uh, put up? You said more is better. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I've never seen a limit. I've got a hotel, I think that has about 600, but you know, I'd probably put up, you know, You know, fifty to one hundred probably be good. I, I think, I think between fifty and maybe two hundred is probably normal. Um, but hitting the hundred mark seems to help. Thank you. And a follow-up question on the video: um, It sounds as though an MP4 is the preferred format. Are do you know of any other format you can use a short video? It's MP4. Um, and uh, they may take other files. I don't want to comment on that. Oh, Mark, sorry, could you repeat that again? It, it broke up on my end. Yeah, I only use MP4s. Uh, I'm not sure if they'll take other types. Um, I think I've had it reject from memory. It's rejected pretty much everything except an MP4. But again, if you Google that, you'll be able to figure that out. If it's a standard iPhone thing, it, it probably would take it, but um, you know I can't be sure. Thank you. Um, so I think what would make sense, and what we what we really wanted to do today is make sure that everybody could go ahead and start working on their Google My Business page. Um, and I'm just curious if there's anybody who needs to log off soon or has questions, um, you know, definitely pop in there. But, you know, the, the goal is to set aside the time to actually do the work um, because I know that's always the biggest challenge is actually getting it done. And I make this mistake myself that I'll, I'll do a webinar, I'll, I'll get all these great tips, but then I never really implement them. Um, so if there's anybody who needs to hop off, definitely hop on and, um, and ask a question. But then meanwhile, Mark, I wonder if it makes sense to go through your presentation again slowly so and then everybody can kind of do their little pieces or at least leave themselves some notes um, on how to actually do each element. Yeah, so you want me to restart? Be good, you know, and then we'll just go through it slowly and everybody gets an opportunity to, you know, kind of sit and do the work um, while we're while we're here and you can bounce ideas off one another. Sure thing. Let's do that. Because I think, um, you know, it was great information as always and uh, oh. pretty concise, which is great. Um, but again, just to while you have the time set aside to actually do the work. Make it make the difference in your business. Okay, that didn't. Thanks, Missy. Okay, great. Let's just jump in to the uh, setup. Yeah. Assume everybody's Log logged in. in. Is everybody logged in? Let's maybe start there. Okay. All right, so make sure everybody's logged in. The thing you're gonna do is go to, uh, uh, once you're logged in here on the left side, you info, you click on info, and then you would fill in company name and the category, and the address. Categories are something that are very important. Google's 
really aren't that great. They haven't done a great job with the categories, but what you want to do is start typing in various things. Like I have a, a, a HVAC contractor, right? So we typed in HVAC and HVAC contractor came up. But then we also found air conditioner technician. We found furnace installer. We found related categories. It's recommended to add up to five categories. You shouldn't go beyond five categories because you'll dilute your search power. But uh, so if you can, if you're a car dealer, you may be able to find Porsche dealer, Chevy dealer, et cetera. So searching and looking for more specific categories to give a good idea of what you do is very highly recommended. The number one SEO factor in ranking is the business name. The number two factor is your category. So uh, Google has updated updates to categories often, and they've had a new one. I'll give you a great example. Uh, they used to have uh, marriage therapist. They now have marriage relationship counselor, as well as marriage therapist. So, so people Google the word counselor and they Google the word marriage. So, so it helps get more search volume for the people that change their category or add the category. So it's very important. Uh, it's really powerful. Anybody have any questions on this before I move on to the next section? And I think your point about making sure that it matches what's on your website is really yep. important. I've also heard, and I don't know if this is still true, but I know a lot of people have um, their web, their phone number and their physical address in the footer of their website, but yep. that it should also not be in the footer. It should be at the bottom of each page of content. Is that is that still true, Mark? Well, at a minimum. At a minimum, it should be on the contact page. And uh, I've heard from some people that the footer doesn't count. Uh, but I would always say it's got to be on the contact page. That's number one. And number two, I have companies now that are adding it to all their pages and it's helping SEO for that town or city name. So adding it to all your pages, if you're in Newport, you want business report will help. Uh, you can also put you can also put the address, and you can put serving Middletown, Portsmouth, New, you know, in Jamestown, RI, sure. and you can add those town names as well, uh, you know. But you just want to be careful not to put four hundred town names, obviously. But so it's a fine line. But yes, repeating the the name address profile on all the pages can help. Yep. And what about the phone number too? Does it matter if you use dashes plus one? Like our Google matter. see through all Google, that sees it as Google knows it. Google knows it no matter what you do. Okay. Know. Yeah. Okay. And then another quick tip if if you're not, it's pretty easy to pick up code online to um, make it so that people can click to call. So anytime they see a phone number, they can just click on their phone and call you, which is another great tip. It's fairly easy, or you can ask a developer to do it for you. We went over this, put your hours in. Hours are very straightforward, very simple. If you're retail, put your exact hours. Most retailers I know are updating their hours every few weeks. You can also put special hours. So you can put your July 4th weekend hours. You can put your Labor Day weekend hours, et cetera. So very important if you're retail to stay on top of this hours thing exactly. Oh yeah, can I just say 100%, like I've driven places and yeah. knowing that I need, you know, I had to go someplace, I have to pick something up and I check the maps first to see, and then they're not open. It is so frustrating. Um, you know, there's sort of no excuse, I think, because people are now into destination shopping. I'm not just out and about and thinking, oh, I'm gonna just pop by and grab something. No, I'm checking ahead of time before I go because I know hours, you know, everybody's hours are changing because of staffing and things like that. So meet your clients halfway, your customers halfway, please <laughs> keep this updated. It's really important. In the, I, uh, in the I have a question. Yes, go right ahead. Um, so I, I just looked up, I thought I had one 
Google my business, but I seem to have a duplicate. Can I, yep. how, how do I deal with the duplicate? Yeah, you wanna to go to Google Maps and search. And if, it, if the duplicate is showing up in Google Maps, you can, you can simply do an update there and put it, mark it permanently closed. But if it's not showing up in Google Maps and it just shows up in your Google My Business dashboard, you can ignore it. Okay. So, uh, the answer is duplicates don't harm you if they're not in Maps. So you can just leave it alone and just work with the one that's published. But if you want to go to maps.google.com and search your business name, if you see the rogue or orphaned duplicate is on the map, then you simply click on it, then click suggest and edit. Okay. Then click permanently closed and it will disappear in the next month or two. It does take, as uh, we learned earlier, uh, John was saying how unbelievably slow Google is, but they do generally disappear in, in two to three months. <laughs> so it'll be a while but it'll go away. Mark? Thank you. Yep. Mark, I've got a question. Yes. Uh, on service area, uh, we obviously, this is for a harbor tour. Yep. We wanna capture as, as wide as possible. Uh, what, what should we put in, the world? <laughs> it's not gonna help you rank. So uh, for service area, I would just put Newport in Rhode Island. But on your website, you know, that's where you want to talk about, you know, broader areas. So the website's going to drive the ranking for right. service area, not, not, the, not the service area, unfortunately. And we figured this out. I, I belong to an organization. I pay a fee to be on a forum. And there's like 400 or 500 other SEOs around the country. And we're all doing research and feedback. And we figured out what does and doesn't work based on that, that, that A-B testing, if you will. So uh, next section is attributes. Attributes are very simple. If you click on attributes, it'll ask you, there's only like two options right now. Like you can put, if you're a veteran, you're a veteran-led business. Or if you're a woman, you can put woman-led business. We're hoping they expand that to put other qualifiers in there. But right now, that's it. Accessibility. You can tell people whether or not you have a wheelchair ramp. Uh, beyond that, amenities would apply to certain businesses. Uh, and then they have the health and safety attributes for COVID. So I put appointment required, mask required, staff wear masks. But if you're a restaurant, you can also put things like staff disinfect services, surfaces, et cetera. And that's it. Service options, they've added online appointments because of COVID, they've also added curbside pickup for restaurants and things. So if you're a, a, a retail business, make sure you click on the service options in attributes and make sure you add as many that apply to you because it will display prominently. Beyond that, we talked about description. This is not gonna help your SEO, but it's gonna help your marketing. Be explanatory and persuasive entice people to want to do business with you in this description. And then when we talked about services, has anybody here tried to add services or products today? All right, if you haven't, it's very, very simple. You just click add service, it pops up a box. You've got title, price, description, and you can put a link to a page on your site that talks about it. Oh, that's a key point, right? To include a link to the page that, so if you have, you know, Sunset, Here's the product. Yep. Here's Sunset the product Tours, one. let's take, let's take uh, Gansett for a second. Um, so if you have Sunset Tours, you could write a whole service about Sunset Tours and then link to that specific page as opposed to your homepage. Yep. I didn't show it on services, but in products, you can see it right here. You can, you can have a button. It can be order online, learn more. There's a couple other sign up. There's a bunch of options for the button name. 
and then you can just drop the link right there. And as soon as you click enter, when it publishes, people will be able to click right through. Uh, so that's huge. Google posts also allow you to link to a page on your website, which is huge. So very, very helpful feature. And Google posts, do those need to be very different from let's say what you may be posting on Facebook or Instagram, anything like that? You know, I, all of my social media companies are, are using the same posts for Facebook, Google My Business and every, they've just added it as another channel. It's another channel to speak to your flock, but I'm giving the social media people kind of like a keyword list um, because your keywords in, in the world of social media, keywords and tags tend to line up pretty good. So right, I give the them my keywords. Yeah. Sometimes they'll use the hashtags for product or service names and keywords. So that's where the interplay comes in. Go ahead. And, I, have well, a, it would, oh, go I have ahead. one question. Uh, 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 I missed a part because I had a client coming over. Is this all free? First question. And how do they make uh, any money? It's free because uh, Google runs Google ads. So uh, basically right now, Google My Business has been free for the last 15, 20 years since they put it out. Um, and the reason it's free is, you know, if you want to do better, you can pay for ads. So Google makes its money on Google ads, really. Um, and um, like I said, for bigger companies, I do Google pages for my bigger companies, but they're also running ads. So, and, and you know, the paranoia, right? That uh, they say Google is, is uh, uh, collecting all your information and selling it or or showering you with ads uh, is is this a problem i mean you know like i said google you is can't beat them join them if you can't that's that's kind of what i was going to say it's uh it is what it is we don't have any control over it um all i'm saying is google's the number one search engine in the world nine out of ten people are in google searching for stuff put up a google page and you'll just get you'll get your piece of the pie um, but yes, you're going to have to play by Google's rules. And, um, um, yeah, I don't, I, I, I make my living helping people with Google, but I don't necessarily like them if you want my answer. <laughs> so thanks, so, thanks for being forward, <laughs> frankly, Frank. Just to be funny, but you know, but you know, but, but they are, I'll give them credit. I will give Google my business credit. You know, they, they have been pretty responsive to doing the right thing eventually. But as John's finding out with this cliff walk thing, they can also be a typical gigantic ivory tower bureaucracy where the left hand doesn't know what the right hand's doing and it takes you three months to get something fixed. Um, so it's it's a mixed bag. But, but luckily the software, this dashboard they've designed is pretty foolproof. And if you just throw it out, and do everything you're supposed to do, it'll, it'll help you. The other thought that I had was to try to ping them on Twitter. I just had a Google drive issue and it took them a couple of days, but they did get back to me with a solution. I had all content that I probably had a hundred files in a folder that went poop one day. I, my brain went also. Uh, so I tweeted them and they, they came back in a couple of days and said that the files are there. They're just not in the folders, but you can go in and undo anything that a user has done and restore that user's profile. So I, I'm not exactly sure what happened. My sense is that either myself or my intern working in the file, working in this massive folder so quickly, something crazy happened, um, but we were able to restore it. So they will get back to you. And the, yeah, Twitter is great for that. You know, if you just say, hey, you I need ping, help with this. Did you ping Google or Google Drive or Google's G Suite? Who did you um, ping? You know that? what? I'm not sure. I would just have to look because at Because Google My Business had Twitter support and they shut it down. Oh, really? So, yep. So um, it hasn't worked in the last like six months. So mm. Google My Business support is not working right now for Twitter. Google Drive. Yeah, yeah. Google Drive, they're, they're responding. Yeah, that's yeah. good. I'm glad they're responding. But, well, if, uh, if it were me, I would just paying whoever. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this is the squeaky wheel. This is uh, why Twitter works, right? Is that eventually somebody gets back to you. So beyond that, uh, uploading photos, left column, just click on the word photos. 
And then look at the top here, you just click the add photos button and you can add the photos right in. Very simple, very straightforward. Same thing with video, there's an add video button, but you wanna Google the video size and length requirements before you try it. If it's too big or it's too long, you'll, you'll, you'll upload it and it will just sit there and spin and nothing will ever happen. And then a week later it'll disappear. So just make sure it's small enough for them to tolerate. And then, don't, then again, don't forget your, uh, your file to rename the file. If it's, uh, if the file name is 0629 which is today's date, let's say, .ing or whatever, just change it to, you know, uh, whatever your service is. So um, if you're, you know, a restaurant, like I said before, you know, you could put Mexican rest, Mexican restaurant, Newport RI 02840 as a file name. And then maybe, uh, you know, Mexican food, Newport RI 02840, and then maybe Mexican cuisine, you know, just mix up your keywords and, and describe what's in the photo as well as uh, who you are and what you do and where you are. So that is pretty much all of the, the fields. It's pretty simple um, to do this. And it's surprising that they've made it so simple. And yet I'd say four out of 10 businesses haven't done this. They haven't completed it. So you're literally leaving business on the table if you don't fill in all the blanks. And again, I would say in the, in the COVID shifted world of how people are consuming, right? There's not a lot. Well, I, I mean, I guess if you're on vacation, right? People like to browse around and look around, but if you're, especially on the Island or when, when you know that there's going to be traffic, the likelihood that you're just going to like drive downtown and not know what's going on or if the place is open or, or what place to go to. I mean, we, I've lived here for decades and I'm constantly like searching restaurants and maps because ooh, I just not, like, what, what do I feel like? What do I feel like doing? And so then I click the open now, right? So if your hours aren't right, again, I'm not even seeing you, you're not even coming up. Um, and I think that that's, that's really key. And I think the other part of that is voice search. Most people are now talking to their phone or talking to Alexa in their house. And if you don't get this thing perfect, you're not gonna show up in voice search. So it's a big key to voice search. Uh, and you wanna make sure that you have other profiles up. So one of the keys to voice search is if your name, phone number and address aren't on your Facebook page, okay, it may actually affect your voice search. Google may go to somebody else. So I wanna talk about name, address, profile, should be the same on Google My Business as it is on your Facebook page, as it is on your Yelp page, and as it would be in local business directories. One thing I didn't mention is that adding your business to business directory websites definitely helps local SEO. One of the major factors in local search is your presence in directories. Directory business, business directory sites are sites like Merchant Circle, Manta, Hot Frog, Insider Pages. That those are just, if you talk to Yext and Yodel and Haibu and Super Pages, they're gonna call you. They're gonna want you to get into the directories. You do need to get into the directories. It does help you. What about Better Business Bureau or even the Chamber, you know, the Chamber sponsoring this? Big profiles are huge. So BBB is one of the top directories that we recommend. Uh, as well as uh, your local chamber. If you can get a link from your local chamber, um, it's huge. So your local chamber can really help you with SEO. So you think join the it, chamber and get listed and you'll, you'll definitely move up to page one a lot faster. Yeah, if you think about it, right, we're talking about machines, like we're trying to make it simple for the machines to understand where we fit in the, in the world of business in a specific location. So the more breadcrumbs, um, the more clues that you can give to the machine, the more you're helping it and the more that it's going to reward you just to make it easier to find you and make you found. Google is rewarding and has since the beginning rewarding the businesses that play by its rules. 
Um, and, you know, back in the day when I first started in digital marketing after leaving the Boston Globe, um, there was a lot of trickery going on. Like, here's this loophole. Let's do this loophole. Let's do that. And SEO has really evolved, I would say, to just following what Google wants instead of, I mean, that's the difference between what they call black hat and white hat SEO. You don't really hear that much about black hat anymore because the algorithm has become so sophisticated that, you know, it'll figure out that you're gaming it. Um, and then a story from a way long time ago was that if they, if Google finds out that you found a loophole, they'll basically make, they'll delist your site at a crucial time. This actually happened to a uh, gift basket company. So right before Thanksgiving, Google knew that they were doing things that were not quite, you know, within the terms of service. And so they delisted the site. And one of the ways to get your site relisted is that you detail exactly how you did it. So this has been going on for a dozen years, right? And Google now has figured out a lot of the loopholes. So it's just easier to play by the rules. And I think today what Mark has mapped out shows that it's actually pretty um, straightforward. You know, you just have to do the work. And, you know, there's a couple of things, but to be paying attention to details um, that will help you um, really make sure that you're able to be effective. Yeah, there's a resource for the directories. There's a company called Bright Local, and they list the top business directories by domain authority. So if you just Google Bright Local top business directories, period, in Google, you'll get the list. And you can add yourself. It'll say Merchant Circle, Manta, Hot Frog, Insider Pages, BBB, uh, et cetera. And uh, one thing I learned from one of my competitors in my business we all communicate with each other. We don't compete, we cooperate. So Tom Patterson actually from Pro Internet in Providence is uh, we, we, before COVID we had lunch once a month and we would just tell each other all of our secrets. One of the things Tom told me was uh, if you trick out your merchant circle and your Manta and your Yelp and, and just three or four or even five of your directory profiles and add photos and videos and longer descriptions, it helps you rank you're beefing up your brand profile by doing that. And I've been doing that ever since. So I'll, I'll put, I, I put my clients in the top 50 or the top 70, but when I'm done, I'll then go in and just pick five of the, the biggest ones and just add more information. Merchant circle allows you to put up a, a blog post in there now. So if you do that, it helps your SEO. So, um, so I wouldn't spend a ton of time in the directories, but, but, Optimizing a few of them helps your brand. And the other thing that helps your brand is setting up profiles on sites like Quora, Medium, and Reddit. Reddit and Quora are cute question and answer type sites where people have forums. You can be an expert on Newport seafood, let's say, if you're a seafood wholesaler. Put up a put up a uh, Reddit profile. Put up a Quora profile. You'll get a link to your site from Quora which helps your SEO or from Reddit. And you can be the expert on, you know, local seafood in Newport, where it's sourced, what the fishes are at different types of the seasons, et cetera. So big brand profiles help SEO is another tip. Yeah. And domain authority is basically how much trust does Google place in this directory in this website listing uh, so that it's very the more trust they have, the more trust gets transferred on to you because yeah, it's sort of this sort of like high school thing. Like, which click are you hanging out with? Yeah. And the other thing is local links. If you get a link from Newport Chamber, it helps you a lot. If you get a link from Discover Newport, it helps you a lot. Uh, if you pay for play and do some ads with Newport Daily News and they'll give you a link to your site, it's going to help you a lot. Local media links help. Even local charities, if you sponsor a little league team, that'll actually help your SEO. Because now Google knows you're in Newport. So if you're active in Newport and you have links from other big organizations, charities, nonprofits, or even corporations in Newport, it helps your SEO for sure. Fantastic. Okay. Um, any other questions? Mark and uh, Suzanne, should we uh, claim our $100 free credit? Oh, for voucher Google from Google. That's a good question for Mark. 
if you want to run Google ads, Google, Google, you can run Google ads through Google's local setup in the Google My Business page. If you want to do it, you got to spend a hundred to get the hundred. So, you know, it's up to you. I, I, I recommend Google ads if you're going to do them continually. Mm. I don't recommend them if you're not. Because when I see, I have friends that just do Google ads for a living and the companies that win are the companies that have a big budget and they have enough money to be at the top of page one, 24, seven, 365. So I would only do it if you're really committed to doing it regularly because advertising, as we know, is all about frequency and repetition and obviously peak season. If you're in the summertime, I would say, yes, if you're in Newport and it's summer, do, do some Google ads. It would make sense, I think, to have a conversation. I, and I can recommend a couple of people who specialize in what's called PPC, pay-per-click, um, because it can be complicated. And I hate to see people throw money away. Um, my bet, you know, it's not just the $100 that you're going to spend. In order to be effective, you're probably going to have to pay someone. Would it make sense to take that $100 and spend it on Facebook? Um, and uploading your email list to create a like audience, that would probably be more effective. Spend of $100 is my understanding. Um, Mark, do you have a, an opinion on that? That, that, that? The problem is, you know, restaurant, the word restaurant, you're going to pay $20 a click for that. And that's yeah. a click. That's not a lead. It's not a phone call. It's just a click. Mm-hmm. So restaurant Newport RI, you can hit page one. And if someone clicks on it, they're gonna, Google's going to charge you 20 bucks. But if they don't take any further action, you're out 20 bucks. So, so you can blow through your hundred in in four minutes. Um, So I don't, I don't like Google ads because they're exorbitantly expensive for high volume, high traffic keywords, but I do like them for, if you're a new business, it's going to take you a year or two to show up in Google. Uh, You know, it's going to take a long time to build up your SEO by blogging and adding web pages and putting up a Google page and putting up a Yelp page and doing all these uh, things that we talked about today, it's going to take you a year or two to show up. Uh, so in that first year, maybe you do want to run out. But that's why you need a Google Ads specialist because they can find you words that aren't as expensive. So the word Mexican restaurant is cheaper than the word restaurant, right? The word Mexican food is even cheaper than the word Mexican restaurant. So they'll help you find lower cost, lower volume AdWords that will still get bodies into your restaurant. That was a really great question, John. And I, I think it's, as all things with Google or all things digital, it's complicated. <laughs> and it helps to have someone to guide you through it. Um, also Google Grants, because uh you work with nonprofits also, John, and Google grants is tricky. I've had clients who, you know, you can spend up to $10,000 a month, but there's all these strings attached. And by the time you end up paying someone to run, you know, they, they only give that to you if you're, if your ads are going to perform, how do you make your ads perform? You have to hire somebody to make your ads work. And it just, it, it, it snowballs. So unless, like Mark said, you have a good enough budget that you're going to sustain this, this is going to be a strategic campaign for a year. It, you know, it's a little bit of a loss, I would say. You'd be, you'd be better off focusing on your email list. Spend that $100, uh, you know, and upgrade your upgrade to uh, MailChimp or ActiveCampaign or something like that to really hone in on your email list. Or Facebook ads can be very effective. But again, you know, to be Facebook, I think has, makes it super, super easy. Whereas Google is a little more complicated to even navigate through. So Facebook has done well in that regard, but then the performance that you see from it can be really challenging. So it can be really frustrating. People will say, oh, I tried Facebook ads. It didn't work. Well, you tried Facebook ads because, and you, they didn't work because you were competing against someone who does Facebook ads all day, every day, all day long. Like I don't do my own Facebook ads. I have, I have a specialist work on them for me and work on them with clients. So it's, it's a tricky, you know, 
Um, and I would say digital has gotten to the point now where it makes sense to spend a couple hundred dollars talking to a consultant. Um, you know, I'm always happy to get on a call. You know, I always am available for 20 minutes and can set people off in the right direction to try to um, help them out so they're not spinning their wheels or wasting their money. Um, really quick, I just learned the hard way. Bitly, I made a Bitly link, a short link to the presentation. It's case sensitive. Yes, it is. So yeah. I put set up your GMB small case. It didn't work. So I just put it back in the chat. So it's oh, great. bit.ly slash set up your GMB. GMB has to be kept. Yep, that worked. Awesome. In the chat. So sorry about that. Didn't realize yeah, no it, was it happens. All right. Any other questions? And I think uh, we'll wrap up and uh, I'm uh, unavailable. You have sorry, all our emails. I, I don't see the the chat one. Oh, you just put it up. Okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Put right. the end there. Thank you. Yeah, no worries. Okay. And I'm happy to hang out, um, but feel free. I think we're, we're, we covered all the territory we aim to. And uh, thank you so much, Mark. This is fantastic. Thank you all. Okay, I'm going to just stop the recording here.